gratitude and thankfulness. We just want to also honour uh, Kenny and Joe who have stepped into uh, the next gen space, who are heading that up, um, and they've also been really um, amazing with looking after our young adults. And as a young adult, I can say that it's been a fantastic experience going on Wednesday nights dinner. Uh, and a great, yeah, great um, times of fellowship and discussion and learning about the Word of God, which is awesome. Um, so I'm actually just going to ask Ari to come on up. Ari's going to read our scripture to us today, uh, which is pretty cool. So welcome him up. James 1, 2-4. Count it all joy, my brothers. When you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Ari. All right, let's just pray over this service. Lord Jesus, thank you that you are here, that when two or three are gathered, there you are with them. Thank you that your Holy Spirit is dwelling within us and through us and around us, Lord Jesus. We just, Father, I pray that you'll just go before this message, that you'll anoint it, Lord Jesus, and that you'll touch the hearts and minds that hear this message. In Jesus' name I pray. Thank you, Lord. So that verse talks all about trials. Uh, and it, uh, it talks about how it's a good thing and how it produces good things in us. And as Christians, we face trials all the time. In every circumstance, in every part of our life, or most, we face trials. Um, and things can be unexpected, things that we possibly don't want to do. I'm a university student. I don't love doing tests at uni, but it, I have to because it's a good thing. Um, and I sometimes want to avoid those tests, but you know what? Those tests that I go through, those tests that I do, produce a good thing. They, on the other side, there's a better thing waiting. And it's the same when we face trials in our lives, in our walks, as Christians and as people. It produces something better, and there's something better on the other side. So trials test us, yet they strengthen us. They produce something better and something good within us and through us and in our walk and in our life. In trials, it's through those trials that we grow, that we mature and produce the fruit that God wants us to possess. Uh, in verse 2 of that um, um, scripture that Ari just read out, it says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. James is twisting it up a bit. We go, oh, trials. And he's saying it's a good thing, it's a joyous thing, be, be celebrating it. And, and we go, but it's a bad thing sometimes. I don't want to do this. I don't want to face this financial hardship. I don't want to do this friendship breakdown. I don't want to go through these hard times where it's a bit rocky, where I, I don't want to do this. But he's saying it's a good thing. It's a good thing when you do that because it equips you. It strengthens you. It prepares you. This verse equips us and prepares us for the battle and to see it with the lens that God sees the battles we face. God sees trials as a time of maturing and growth to produce steadfastness and perseverance so that we can run the race marked out for us. One of my favorite verses is Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And I love that verse because he knows the path. He knows what's marked out for me. I don't. He just shows me through his word the next two steps. And I just have to be diligent to take those two steps. 
And many of us know the fruits of the Spirit, being love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. And as Christians, I find we often ask God for fruit like it's a gift. We say, oh God, I'm really lacking patience. Or God, I'm I'm lacking self-control. Can you give me some self-control? And when we do that, we actually miss the point. Miss the whole idea. Because fruit is not a gift. And therefore, it cannot be given in the same way that a gift is given. Fruit is fruit. It has to grow. It has to develop. It has to mature. I can't eat an apple, take a seed out of the core, plant it in the ground, go to bed and wake up and there's a vibrant tree with hundreds of apples on it. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't happen overnight. It's the same in our lives with the fruit that we have of the Spirit. It doesn't happen overnight. It has to take time. That seed in the dirt has to die to spring new life. That sprout that comes up from the soil has to face rain, wind, hail, it has to face sun, and then it has to grow into a tree, and then after some while, once it can um, hold it, it can bring fruit. And it's the same in our lives, it needs to mature, it needs to grow, we need to be tested, just like that apple sprout has to go through rain, hail, sunshine and wind, we need to go through that in our lives as well, to produce the fruit on the other side. We need to go through the hard times to get to the good stuff. Uh, Morgan Freeman, who played God and Evan Almighty, um, said this, uh, one of my favourite childhood movies. If someone prays for patience, do you think God gives them patience? Or do you think he gives them the opportunity to be patient? If he prayed for courage, does God give him courage or does he give him opportunities to be courageous? If someone prayed for the family to be closer, do you think God zaps them with warm, fuzzy feelings Or does he give them the opportunities to love each other? If we ask God to give us fruit, he will often give us opportunities to produce that fruit, to work on growing that fruit in our lives. It is in those opportunities that we can see the trials we face with the lens of God, that this is a good thing. This produces something. This will produce something. On the other side of this hard time, there'll be something better for me. And it's in those opportunities, it's in those times of development of growth that we can step into and become the full things that we're meant to be. We can step into that apple tree destiny and produce apples. Uh, last year, I had quite an experience like this where I was tested. I went through a big trial. Uh, many of you will know that last year, I, I nearly drowned in a kayaking accident. I didn't have a life jacket, didn't have the kayak anymore. Uh, and I was treading water for 40 minutes as I was caught in a rip and drifted out to sea. And I got to the point where I couldn't see land. There was no land, there was water all around me. I was swimming up and down waves. And I was in that last moment. I said, Lord, you know what? I have nothing. There's no way that I can... My only option is the end. I was fine with that. But um, in that trial, I had to surrender. I had to go, you know what, God? I can't do this. This is you if you're going to do this. And he did, which was fantastic. But that trial, in that time, I was like, (laughs) if I could have, I would have chosen no. I would have just, if I, if I had, a fo- had foresight, I would have stayed on the shore. But if I had, a ultimate, had ultimate foresight, I would have done it anyway because that trial produced good fruit in my life. Yeah. It has sustained me through the things that I have done in the last year and a half and it sustained me, it will sustain me through the things that I'm going to do in the next 2, 15, 10 years. <laughs> it has produced faith. It has grown my understanding of God. It's produced um, peace. It's built my character and set me up for the things that I'm still going to walk through. 
It set me up for my next big trial so that next time I'm like, you know what? I've done this before. God's got me. I don't have to worry. He's got it. You know, that whole experience made me a better Christian, a more solid Christian, and has given me a more greater trust and steadfastness in Jesus Christ. Um, when we face trials, they set us up for our future. The trials that we face today set us up for the trials that we have tomorrow. And I've entitled this sermon, Today's Trials, Tomorrow's Triumphs, because the things that we do today, the things that we face today, will ultimately set us up for the things that we do tomorrow. The choices that we make when faced with these trials determine our path and our future choices. I'm a psychology student, some of you will know that, and... As part of psychology, uh, there's a bit of an understanding that the things that you do in your past, your past experiences, make up a big part of your future, of your identity and the future decisions you will make. Our future, the things that we'll do, are somewhat and mostly determined by the things that we're doing now, by our past decisions, by our past experiences. You know, think of it like, if I eat... A chocolate cake. If I go down to Coles, I get a chocolate cake, I'm loving it, and I eat it, and then I get really sick. And I get really sick. I'm not going to eat that chocolate cake again, am I? Because that past experience has set me up, I'm going to go to Woolworths next time and get a chocolate cake from there. Um, But I'm not going to go back to Coles because of the past experience from that. Uh, Mental note for young adults. Um, And and it's the same in time travel movies. Like, we've all seen Back to the Future or Avengers Endgame or or we've read a time travel book. Time travel is predominantly the storyline. Something goes wrong in the future. They go back to the past to change a little bit of the thing so that that wrong thing doesn't happen in the future. It's predominantly what the storyline is. Why are we being so careless in our lives in not considering the future with the choices that we make now? Are we going to get to 20 years down the track and think, oh, I wish I could go back to the 3rd of December 2023 and change a choice that I made there so that this bad thing doesn't happen? We need to be considerate of the choices that we make now so that in the future we don't regret it. Right now, the choices you make will set you up for your future decisions and for the life that you will lead. Right now is the past experience of next week of a year's time, of 10 years' time, and we need to be careful in the choices that we make today and tomorrow. Instead of wanting to come back and travel in time to change something, why don't we just do it right, right now? And I'm not just talking to the next-gen people in the room, I'm not just talking to kids and youth and young adults. Absolutely, I'm talking to you guys, but I'm also talking to everyone else because it doesn't matter if you're 50 or 80, The things that you do today will be your past experience next week. And the decisions that you make today will affect your decisions in the future. And it's important that we do it right. And if you're not a Christian today, if you make a choice to become a Christian, it will impact and change your life forever. It will make you see things in your life that you are facing differently. You'll be set up in the best way possible to take on your future. The choices you make now will either set you up for success and blessing in life and living life to the full, or maybe it will set you up for disappointment, for missed opportunities, or maybe even missed potential. The choices we make today 
Will we want to do it differently in the future? Will we have wished we did it differently? Uh, 2 Peter 3.17 says, Therefore, dear friends, since you have been forewarned, be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of lawlessness and fall from your secure position. You see, you can have success in faith. You can have a successful position. You'll be like, yeah, God, I'm with you. That's great. I'm solid in you. That's fantastic. But you can still fall because it's easier to pull someone down than it is to pull someone up. If I stood on the edge of the stage and someone came here, we grabbed hands, it's much easier for them to pull me down for me to pull them up. And it's the same in our Christian walk. We need to be, make sure that we have God with us, otherwise we're going to be easily pulled down. When we are with God, those trials will come, and we need to be alert for that. We need to be on guard so that when the trials come, we can choose the correct action plan. We can take the right path. We can still stay standing here and maybe bring some others with us. To do that, we need to lean on God for those decisions in our lives. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. In the hard times, we need to lean in on God for he is our mighty counsellor, our everlasting father and the prince of peace. He will guide us in our trials and when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he is there guiding us. When I was in Israel earlier this year, I had a great time. I loved it. I took away so much. And one of the things that really impacted me was when I went up to the Temple Mount, to where the temple used to stand, um, to where Abraham took Isaac and um, nearly sacrificed him there. On that very spot is the holy place where the Lord's Holy of Holies was. And up there now... It's not, there's no temple, there's a mosque, and that is a hub for Muslim activity and Muslim worship. And when I went up there, I was, I was really struck spiritually um, with a great anger towards the practices that were happening up there. It was really incredible, uh, this um, anger that I had. It wasn't my own. Um, and you know what? I was really upset, and I was like, I just want to get out of here. This is terrible. Um, and the party I was with were like, oh, we're going to go to the corner up here and we're going to do a devotion. I was like, oh, can we get out of here? Um, and as I was sitting there, uh, I looked down at my ring, which is engraved with Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. You're not allowed to take anything like your Bible up there. So I kind of smuggled it in. Um, <laughs> but, but I was reminded of that verse that none of this surprised God. He still has a plan to do good from it and yeah it's a hard time for the temple mount but guess what once this trial's done once this is over it's going to be so much better and it's the same in our lives we can be like why are you doing this why, why is this happening rather and i don't get it i don't see what the point is why is this happening we just need to trust god because our understanding is limited when i was up there my understanding was limited and it was small but God's is endless. And we need to come to God. We don't need to understand why it's happening. We just need to trust God and to see, uh, to trust Him to see us through the trial and as to be a way of strengthening us.
We need to forget what we think we know and lean on the one who is knowledge himself. We need to consult him for our decisions because he is the only one who can make our path straight. As I said before, he's the only one who can see that whole path. I can only see so far. We, why, why am I the one making decisions who's going to lead me this way and then this way and make my path all weird? Why don't I just trust God to lead me straight on? We need to come to God saying, I need help. And he is always there waiting for us. Always. James 1.12 says, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial. Because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Blessed is the one who perseveres, who is steadfast, who is faithful to come to God when under trial. Blessed is he. Again, from the start, James 1, 2-4 says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Come to God in trials, and he will make your path straight. He will set you up and will guide you. And one day you'll stand before him and hear him say, Well done, good and faithful servant. You know, as I was praying about this sermon, I was like, Okay, God, how do you want me to share this? I really got this, this clear picture of a paper plane, a paper aeroplane. As a kid, we all loved paper aeroplanes. And it, the paper aeroplane doesn't start out as a paper aeroplane. It starts out as a piece of paper. It needs to be folded. It needs to be moulded and shaped into the paper aeroplane. That paper has to go through discomfort to get to the thing that it ultimately wants to be, which is the paper plane. And once it's done right, if it's done sloppily, if the folds are just like, yeah, slap happy, when we throw it, it's not going to go very far. It's going to hit the ground straight away. It's got to go through that that testing. It's got to go through that, that folding. And it's the same in our lives. We've got to go through the testing. We've got to go through the folding in our lives so that when the paper aeroplane is thrown, it can soar. And it's the same in our lives. When we go through testing, when we rely on God, when we let God do all the folding in our lives, when he throws us into it, we will soar. And we will soar for him. And we will go further than we even expected. Our path won't just be two metres anymore. It'll be way down the track, kilometres. And we will be able to be unrecognisable even to the people around us because that paper aeroplane didn't start out as a paper aeroplane. It started out as a piece of paper. It was blank and it needed to be folded. It needed to be moulded into the vision of the Creator. So trials test us, yet they strengthen us. They produce something better within us. They make us better as people and as Christians. They make us more solid. They draw us into the thing that we're meant to be. They set us up for our future so that when we fly, we actually do soar. We don't just hit the ground. They set us up, and the things that we decide today will set us up for the things that we decide tomorrow. And we need to lean on God for the decisions that we make in our lives because the things that we make, choices about today, may not be the right thing. And they may lead us all straight, no, all crooked. And they may lead us right down 
because we haven't had that proper folding and molding. So today, uh, just as I wrap up, if you want to make a decision today that will set you up for your future, uh, that will continuously strengthen and uphold you, that will positively impact you and generations to follow you. If you want to become a Christian today, if that's something that you feel God is touching you with, if you want to be excelled into the future he has for you, if you want to be strengthened in your times of uh, trial, then we're just going to pray. Um, So if you all want to close your eyes and just bow your heads. If that's you this morning, uh, just repeat after me. I'm not going to embarrass you. Just say it in your head or say it under your breath or however you feel. But uh, did Lord Jesus, thank you that you are a constant in our lives. Thank you, Father, that you'll help us through difficult times. And thank you that you will use those difficult times to strengthen us. Lord Jesus, I ask you into my life as my Lord and my Saviour. I pray that you'll fill me with your spirit and reside in me. In Jesus' name. If you prayed that, well, just while every eye is still closed, if you prayed that for the first time or for the first time, maybe in a long time, I'm just going to ask you to just shoot up your hand just nice and quick. There may be no one that's fine. But if that's you, don't miss the opportunity today to be able to give your life to God, to be able to walk in step with Him. And for everyone else here, um, let's just pray an application prayer for that. So just repeat after me. uh, Lord Jesus, thank you that you are stepping with me every step of the way. Thank you that you know the path and the plan for my life. Thank you that in the hard times that I face, you continuously guide me and show me the next step. I thank you that you're my Lord and Saviour. Yeah, Lord Jesus, thank you that you are here today, Lord God, that you've heard our prayers, Lord Jesus, that you're going to come and do something great within us this week, Lord Jesus, that as we face trials, Lord God, we will know who to call to straight away. Thank you, Lord, that you are here and that you are working within us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.